Remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify, to make it holy. And the Mechilta says that over here in Yisrael it says Zohar. In Veschana where it says the Yisrael it says Shomer, guard, keep the day of Shabbos. So the, he says both of them were said in one utterance. They were said at the same time. Uh, as w- that, there is also another few psukim which were said in one utterance. One of them is Mechalulemaisyumas, the one who desecrates Shabbos will be put to death. Then there is another pasuk which says, "On the day of Shabbos, you shall bring two lambs as karbonus." Both of those were also said in one statement to tell us that even though you're not allowed to violate Shabbos, but to bring those karbonus, you are allowed to. Same also with you're not allowed to marry the wife of your brother. Then it says, that if the brother died and they left no children, you should marry her. So those are contradictory. They were said in one, st- one utterance. One cancels out the other. If the brother dies, then you do marry her. The same is also true for the silba shatnas. You shouldn't wear a mixture of wool and linen. And then it says, you shall wear tzitzis. So the, they were said in one utterance to teach that for tzitzis you are allowed to make Shatnas to full, perform the, the mitzvah of tzitzis. And this is something that no person can do. It's an impossibility to say two things at the same time. That's what the Mechilta says. Then the Mechilta continues, Zohar B'Shomer, on the same Pasuk, Zohar M'Lefonov, it tells us that you have to remember Shabbos at the entry, when it becomes before Shabbos begins, the Shomer M'Lefonov, and the Shomer at the end, which means after Shabbos ends, from here we learned that that you have to add to the holiness of Shabbos, take away a few minutes, a few moments from the weekday, both on Friday, late on Friday, and on Matzah Shabbos, so that Shabbos extends a little bit before, a little bit after. Like the parable can be said, the marshal can be said, like a wolf that seizes from in front and from in back. That's the Mechilta. So to an- understand this Mechilta a little better, so let's analyze it a little bit. The Mechilta says, learns, that you have to have Moisiv Mechilal HaKadosh both before and after Shabbos, learns it from this Pasuk. From Zohar Hashem Shabbos L'Katshik. So that would seem that this is something that is specific to Shabbos. Zohar Hashem Shabbos, it doesn't say it by Yontav Abayim Kippur. So we have to understand because the Halacha that you have to add from Mechilal HaKadosh applies to every Yom Tov, including Yom Kippur as well. Also, there is a Braise in the Gemara, which, which learns the Halacha that Masifim and that it applies to Yom Kippur and Yom Tov as well, because wherever it says Shvus, wherever it says the mitzvah of resting, learns it from Psukim, that wherever it's, the Torah commands us to rest, to refrain from Halacha, it, you have to add Mechayil So this seems to be Two diff- the, the, the Mechilta learns it from Zohar Hashem Shabbos the Braise and the Gemara learns it from the Psukim which t- teach about uh, Yom Kippur by Yom Kippur it says that on the ninth day you shall fast the ninth day meaning the ninth day of Tishrei at night but we don't fast the ninth day we fast on the tenth day 
So the, we learn from there that you have to fast a little bit on the ninth day and then go into the tenth day. And there's other psukim which teach that this applies to all Yom and Teva whenever there is a mitzvah to shvisa, of resting. Should we say then that, that this is a machlegis between the mechilta and the b'raisa, whether it applies only to Shabbos or to all Yom Teva as well? That's very difficult to say because we're not trying to increase a machlekes in, in halacha where it's not necessary. So therefore it's more likely that it's something to do with which psukim we use rather than what the bottom line halacha is. And the b'raisa, the mechilta would also agree that there is a prohibition. You have to have a safa mechel also by all yom and teven. But there is a difference and the difference is from where we learn it. And because there is a difference from there we learn it, where we learn it, so because we, the Mechilta emphasizes that we learn it from the Pasuk about Shabbos, therefore there must be something unique about the laws of Esafa Mechel Kedush in regards to Shabbos that doesn't apply to the other Yomim Tevim according to the Mechilta. And that's why it points out from the, the, the Halacha from the Pasuk, Zachar Yom Shabbos Lakachri. What is this chiddush? The, the uh, what is this chiddush that applies to Shabbos only? That is alluded to, is taught to us by the mechilta from the pasuk, Moshul, not from the pasuk, from the mashal ze'ev shechaytiv melufanav ulaachrav that it sees us from the front and the back. What does that mean? In regards to the mitzvah of mesifim mechel alakaydish, there are three ways in which that could be seen. One of them is that. It's a mitzvah on the person, on the yid, that he needs to take a few minutes before Shabbos and conduct himself in the holiness of Shabbos during that time. He has to accept it upon himself. I will spend a few moments before Shabbos in not doing malacha. And it's a, a thing that's personal to him. He needs to do it. And what happens if he doesn't do that, if he forgot to do it? So then he can do malacha up until the thing, but he just missed the opportunity to be massive that's one way another way is that even if the person didn't formally accept that he's going to keep a few minutes early and then later at the end of Shabbos and he didn't do that but the Torah imposes those few minutes on him that he's not allowed to do malacha during that time even though he didn't accept it yet the Torah prohibits him from doing malacha but both of these share one common denominator which is it has nothing to do with the time itself. The time itself is not considered holy Shabbos. It's that the person needs to refrain from doing malacha. A third way of looking at it is that those few minutes before Shabbos and after Shabbos, Shabbos draws them in. Shabbos captures, seizes those few minutes and makes it into Shabbos. It does become Shabbos. In other words, it's not the person, Gavre, but it's the Chefz of Shabbos itself has invaded the few moments before and the few moments after Shabbos. And this is what the, uh, the Mechilta is saying. According to the Brice, uh, it's all about Shvisa, that the person has to refrain from doing Malacha. That's the Mitzvah. The Mitzvah is on the person, not to do Malacha. Whether it's because he formally accepted it or because Hashem imposes it on him, whether he does it or doesn't accept it, doesn't matter. It's about him not doing Malacha. According to the Mechilta, it's much deeper than that. Shabbos has captured the moments of the weekday and brought it into the holiness of Shabbos. It becomes a part of Shabbos. That's what he teaches from like the wolf 
that seizes from the front, seizes from the back, and makes it into its own property. Shabbos has captured it and made it into Shabbos. Why does the Mechilta say that Shabbos has a different status and that it captures the time itself rather than just commanding the person to, uh, to, to not work on Shabbos, whereas in all the other Yom Tavim it's just a matter of Shvisa. That's the difference. The Mechilta would say that this is only pertains to Shabbos, but on Yom Tov and on Yom Kippur, it's just a prohibition to work, but it's not that it becomes holy unto itself. The reason is because there is a fundamental difference between Shabbos and Yom Tovim. Shabbos is Makach Vakaima, which means Hashem has conferred holiness onto the day of Shabbos back in the time of creation on the first Shabbos. And since then, the cycle, every seven days, are holy, just like Hashem made the first seven days. So they are inherently holy. How does Yom Tov come about? Yom Tovim occur on, often, most often on weekdays. But because the Bezdin declares a certain date to be Rishchidah, so therefore they set it up that this, when this, the 15th day of the, of the month of Tishri comes along, it's Sukkot. The 10th day of Tishri comes along, it's Yom Kippur. So it's the people, the Yidin, which confer the holiness onto Yom Tif. Another way of saying that is Shabbos is Cheftze. The, the day itself is holy. Yom Tev is the Gavra, the people have conferred the holiness onto it, and that's why the, the moments before and after are also treated in the same way. On Shabbos, it's Cheftze, it gets caught into the inherent holiness of Shabbos. During Yom Tev, it's the person that has to bring his holiness to the time, the few minutes before and after, that he will not do Malacha during that time. To explain at least one difference about whether it's the time, the moments become Shabbos, or whether they are just the person that needs to do the mitzvah of Shvisa. There's a big difference. When a person does refrains from doing work, according to the Mechilta, on Yom Tif, the few minutes before Yom Tif, he's fulfilling the mitzvah of a, a positive mitzvah of resting during those few minutes. But the few minutes haven't been given the holiness of Yantiv that if he were to violate it, he would be violating um, Shabbos. He would be violating Yantiv. If he did Malacha during that time, it wouldn't be that he was violating Lasasa Kol Malacha. He has a positive mitzvah to rest, but the, the, the negative mitzvah of Lasasa Kol Malacha applies to a time which is officially firmly Shabbos. But since he, so that, that would be the difference. If you say that Shabbos captures it, so then he would be violating a negative mitzvah if he did malacha during those few minutes. If it's just that you have to accept upon yourself not to do malacha, then, then you're just violating that positive mitzvah of, of uh, resting during that time. What's the connection between all this and the first pshat that the Mechilta says? which is that Zohar V'Shamer was said in one, in one statement to teach us that the different halachas of those things which were said in one statement in regards to Zohar V'Shamer it is that a woman that 
generally is exempt from positive mitzvahs which are time related like making Kiddush on Shabbos but since Zohar and Shomer was said in one statement since she's obligated to keep Shomer which is the negative aspect not to do Malacha which she certainly has to do so therefore she has to also do make Kiddush she's obligated to make Kiddush as well and in regards to the others we'll take one example for now which is it says do not violate Shabbos by let's say shechting an animal but then it says that you should bring these two karbonas and since they were said in the same utterance one cancels out the other and we do bring the karbonas even on Shabbos so what does all this have to do with Taisr Shabbos which, are, which the Mechilta seems to bring them together the Mepharshim explained that what the Mechilta is trying to say by they were said in one statement what does that accomplish that when those two mitzvahs come together it's not that one pushes away the other it's that it's like a condition the, the negative mitzvah of not violating Shabbos is, it doesn't apply in the case of the karbonas the same with the other two as well the, the negative mitzvah of Shabbos doesn't apply in the case of tzitzis it's very powerful not just that we overlook it for this it's a condition in this negative mitzvah that when it comes up against against tzitzis or comes up against those two karbanas it doesn't apply the, the, the uh, prohibition to shecht an animal doesn't apply for those karbanas and that's what the mechilta that's why the mechilta brings the two together that the that light, just like by Shabbos it seizes the few minutes before and few minutes after like the, like the wolf that seizes and it makes it part of the holiness of Shabbos it's trying to say the same thing about these that it's a part of the mitzvah the negative mitzvah of not to violate Shabbos has captured the, uh, the situation where the karbonas have to be brought and they become one it becomes part of that mitzvah part of the mitzvah of not shechting animals on Shabbos is that you should shecht an animal that has to be brought in the Beis HaMikdash and to go a little, uh, even a little further, in order to bring out that point that there really that the there's a condition in this negative mitzvah which allows for that positive mitzvah, for that you don't have to have them said in one statement. That's something which is an incredible miracle, as the the mechilta itself says. It's something that nobody can do. Why did he have to go so far to bring out that point? If he could just put juxtapose them next to each other, which would teach us that the exclusion to the violating of Shabbos is the bringing of the Karbanas. So why does it have to go so far as to make it as part of one utterance? What he's trying to say is that one could think that there is a, uh, a prohibition to violate Shabbos, but the Torah excludes the mitzvah of bringing the Karbanas, and that's not considered a violation of Shabbos. So what he's trying to say, what the Mechilta is trying to teach is or the fact that Hashem said it in one utterance is going so far as to say they are one thing just like the, the point of not violating Shabbos is in order to promote the holiness of Shabbos the bringing of these karbanas are not just not a violation of Shabbos they are accomplishing the same holiness of Shabbos as the non-violation of Shabbos they are to be seen as the uh, two elements of one objective which is to bring about the holiness of Shabbos and that's why they're brought into one statement that they are both one and the same they're both accomplishing the same objective which is the holiness of Shabbos is being practiced 
And the same idea is being expressed in the Taisa Shabbos as well. Just like we just said now, that they are both part and parcel of the holiness of Shabbos, both the non-violation of Shabbos as well as the bringing of the Karbanas. The same could be said also as far as the Taisa Shabbos and Shabbos itself. There is the 24 hours of Shabbos and then the few moments before and after. One could see them as two separate elements. They're two separate things. One is the actual uh, time of Shabbos and one is the time that we add. So the Mechilta is teaching, no. The time added to Shabbos, both before and after, are Shabbos itself. They are not to be seen as two separate elements, but they are one and the same. They are both Shabbos. And that's what he means. The wolf seizes from the front and the back that it's not something separate from it. It is that it has become a part of Shabbos. And that would be, the difference would be could you, for instance, do something that needs to be done on Shabbos in the few minutes before? Like, for instance, make Kiddush. You have to make Kiddush on Shabbos. Can you make it in the moments before Shabbos begins because you've added to the holiness of Shabbos by doing that? According to this, it would be an, uh, yes. It has become Shabbos. It's not to be seen as something separate. This is the end of what I'm going to recount from the Sikha, but the truth is it's a very complex Sikha with many, many details which are hard to capture in a summary. And if you truly want to understand the richness of the Sikha, you have to listen to the whole thing.